Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Keith Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It is that time again, and I'm so happy to see you, man. Heath, it's been forever since we've been in this studio together. It seems like forever, (laughs) which I'm actually very amazed. And we got producer Zach here. What's up, Zach? Hey, how's it going? I'm actually very amazed that we got through so many episodes yeah. that where our calendars couldn't get linked up for a week or two. You're like, isn't that amazing if I you know. think about it, like how long we actually made it? It was crazy. And so, you know, special thanks to everybody that sat in and, you know, stood in and hung out with us and, and you did a single shot and yep. all Quick shot. Things. Quick shot. Yeah, there yeah. You, I like that. And, and I got stuck in an airport delayed and I never could get to a point where I could record mine. So I, I dropped the ball on that. But Anyway, it's good to be back here in the studios doing second shot here at the RNCN and studios. Just, and just for everybody that's kind of new to the show, realize that what we do is take headlines. We Our take on it may be not exactly the headline, but it's going to be around things to relate to your personal business life. And, and we ask you that, look, if you find benefit from this, share this. Look, when we post the episode, share it on your Facebook, on any of your social media Tell your friends and family about it. Go and subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to it. It can really help spread the message even more. Yeah, we need you to share it and subscribe and do all those good things with the good ratings because we feel good when you do it. No lie. It it makes our life better. (laughs) It makes coming in, fighting the Dallas traffic to come into the studios here that much better. And Gosh darn it, we have fun doing it. We do. It is is fun. I I love it. it, Somebody told me the other day, they said... um, it just sounds like y'all have fun. Yeah. And I go, we do. And then somebody's like, how much do y'all prepare for it? I go, you know what's funny? I think well, that Chad about that. Chad and I really just kind of went at it and we got a little deal that we just know our headline, <laughs> but we just, um, I don't know, we kind of clicked from it. And, and boy, the headlines are juicy, juicy, juicy. They're getting better every day. They really are. <laughs> the first what one, a world. The first one we got, uh, Millennial, you know, we've had some discussion before, a headline similar to this, but yeah. as I was telling you earlier that I... Um, had kind of a different take on this for some reason when I read it, which is always interesting. That's why we like the headlines, because it's amazing how our views can be different. Millennials studies say your future is not looking too bright. And it talks about the workforce um, is out, you know, the millennial workforce outnumbers Gen Xers, baby booms. And with the artificial intelligence coming into the world, our virtual reality, all of these things, a future of employment um, are really going to be, you know, kind of taken away by computerism, they believe. In in 2055, uh, um, you know, various factors in addition to other economic conditions, and it talks about the future of work and and how uh, the millennials are the the most vulnerable to the threat of artificial intelligence and operation, and should millennials start panicking now? What do you think about this headline? So these 25 year old millennials need to start worrying because when they're 65 mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult yeah for them to stay employed yeah. i mean here we are wondering if we're going to have social security which we won't by the time we're 65 not it's not social and it's not secure uh but i'm going to pay so a lot into it i'm going to pay a ton into it mm-hmm. and uh do we how do we start worrying about this dilemma that is going to happen 38 years from now uh with the job market because the numbers don't lie heath the numbers don't lie. No. We are in trouble. Just ask Al Gore. His numbers will tell you yeah. that everything's melting. <laughs> I, I, I'm in a snarky mood today, so I'm going to be careful, but I almost <laughs> wish people could hear 
the things we say off air, especially about topics like this one. Um, we'd probably get a lot more subscribers and shares. Yeah, we would be in trouble. Our, probably. Ma- our mamas would be mad. Yes, they would. They would say, I can't believe you said that. Yeah. But you know, anyway. Don't, I think that one of the worst words in the English dictionary is worry mm-hmm. and what it does. Because we worry ourselves to death, right? Right. Um, we worry about things that are out of our control. We worry about <laughs> stuff that are 50 years from now that could happen and not. Now, I want to make this clear. Yeah. I'm not saying that uh, we don't need to worry about, um, you know, we, we do need to recycle. You yeah. know, it common if we just sure. had landfills filled everywhere, it's going to hurt the earth. Yes, I do care about the generations 300 years from now. So I want to make this clear. I'm not talking about in general of, you know, r- really some of those things. But worrying about whether or not you're going to have a job 50 years from now yeah. or not, that that does you no good. All that right. does, what is... How many times have you just been in the best mood when you worry? Mm-hmm. Never. Never. Worrying does not bring any joy or happiness to you, correct? Tell me one thing you've ever accomplished that was of any means successful or lasting when you were worried. Oh, you, you can't. You can't. It freezes you. Yes. It, it stops shut your all brain down. productivity. All of a sudden, you quit thinking about everything around you, and you focus on that one subject that has consumed you. And really, it becomes an idle it yep. becomes because here's the thing. My definition of idolatry mm-hmm. is anything you got to check with first before you make a decision. Yep. If worry consumes you to that point, then now you've figured out this is what I've got to check with. I, it, I, well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make this long-term decision. What, what if there's no money there? Yeah. What, what if there's no income? What if you know? I don't know if I should, you know, build for the future because Social Security is not going to be around yeah. whenever I, you know, it's going to be bankrupt by the time I'm retirement age. I, I won't be able to retire till I'm 80 years old now. What if? <laughs> what if? And and why sit around and spend your time doing that versus doing? You know, if you worry about um, a lot of times. You'll look at um, uh, an industry you're wanting to do and be like, well, what if this could change? What if that could change? You worry, you worry, you worry, and you never do. Right. And worrying is such a – it takes so much out of you. And I, I try to – I try to – and at home, thinking about it with, with your wife and your family, yeah. um, worrying about um, what to do or what kind of decision y'all are making to, to do this and that. Why not just roll with it? Yeah. Why not have a little ignorance on fire? Come on. And see what the heck happens. You know Preach. what I mean? Yeah. Like mm. if there is if if more people um stopped worrying so much, mm. you'd be much happier. Yeah. And especially you worry about things that are out of your control. And you live longer. You do. You'd live more satisfying. 55 years from now is a long time. Yeah. If I was you, I'd find out what you are, what you got because I'll tell you that here's one good thing, here's something you can get good at that I believe will make sure you can try to help stop worrying so much. Get good at change. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. Yeah. It will happen. It's, it's, as, it's as inevitable as death. Yeah. Change will happen. You need to get into a mindset to where you can shift your focuses easily yeah. because those roads don't matter. Knowing that you're going to be going straight down the road and right. there's going to be curves and you got to take them. If you prepare your mind for that, the worrying can go out the window. Just be prepared to shift. You have to learn how to shift. You have to learn how to, you know, if you put a business plan down, you can't, sometimes you, you got to find the middle road of how long to stick with one plan and when to kind of deviate. There is a good, there, there's, there is a balance you have to have, but worrying about those things, all that does is stop you from doing anything. Would you agree? I agree. In fact, I think if you're worried, you should send $5. Uh, to secondshotcast at gmail.com just as a, as a faith seed 
to to break that bondage of your worry, <laughs> and uh, we just became pod evangelists. Yeah, right please, there. you know, send it this way. We need to get some really sad <laughs> we, we uh, dogs some, yeah. crying and. And music going right We now. will send you back positive vibes, and I promise you they will last you for the next three generations of your life. And I can guarantee you this. If you start making a conscious effort that when you start worrying about things, ask yourself a question. Is this something I can control? Right. And if it is not, move it, remove it from your mind. Because yeah. if you can't control it, why worry about it? Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. I tell you what, there is so much knowledge and wisdom in that custom suit right there <laughs> sitting across from me, and I have missed it. And it is Friday. We're going to take a quick break, come back to the second segment. I think Zach hides a bottle of scotch somewhere in here. I I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh-oh. Because he doesn't drink. And it's Friday, <laughs> folks. We'll be right back with another segment of Second Shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. I like that beat. That <laughs> they did it good on the kind of the music. I like it. You know? I dig it. <laughs> yeah. I dig it. I still miss Kristen, though, every time I hear it. Come back to us, Kristen. Quit having babies. Mm. We need she coming uh, back. A couple weeks, I think. Yeah. Good. Oh, yeah. She good for be her. back pretty soon. I just remembered how much I love scotch whiskey as I sip it from the styrofoam <laughs> cup that Zach has provided. <laughs> Scotch, 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 whiskey. Wow. Now, it's going to be a good afternoon. Yes. This next headline is um, kind of a. I'm going to have a lot of haters on me here because I'm go. not a Cowboys fan. Uh-oh. I mean, I don't hate the Cowboys no. at all. You're just a um, Packers I, fan. And I'll root for them, but I'm a Packers fan first and foremost. But this next headline has to do with, with the Cowboys and uh, says Cowboys believe in Kellen Moore even if no one else does. So, in case for the people who don't know, last year, when Tony Romo went down, Kellen Moore was the backup. Right. Kellen Moore was is, um, I'm pretty certain he still holds the highest winning percentage of all time in Division One college football. Correct. Um, he played for the Boise State, mm-hmm. and he was a phenomenal college quarterback. I mean, um, he beat he passed over Colt McCoy for the highest percentage, mm-hmm. I believe, and um, he was the backup, and he was in there. Dak was third string. He's rookie. Not many, not many people thought about Dak. Kellen Moore went down in. Um, off season, and Dak came in, and obviously the rest is history. Right. Where we've got, you know, Cowboys have a phenomenal Dak, but what they're talking about, they're keeping Kellen Moore on as the backup. They believe in him. They, um, everybody says that he is super strong, and some of the receivers say he's exceptional. Um, a lot of guys wrote him off because of his size. They tend to do that in the league. He's a smaller, undersized quarterback, um, and but everybody's like, you know, he's like a machine. He does everything. He's extremely accurate. He's on top of it. You know, and I love how people will question some size when it comes to it. However, he is the all-time winningest Division One college right. football. I mean, he you've you got to be kind of good, right? That's an accomplishment. Yeah, that's an accomplishment. So, um, but I thought this headline really had a lot to do with how much, how good do you think he feels with a, a, yeah. a, a segment 
you know, an article that's out that how all of those Cowboy fans and everybody is yeah. saying they believe in him as yeah. a strong backup. He's not going to challenge Dak Prescott for the starter job. Let's make that clear. No. But they believe that if Dak goes down, he's the man for the job. What do you think? What do you think this tells you? Well, I first of all, let me just preface everything by saying I have a very controversial statement I'm going to say about all of this, but I'm going to save it till the very end okay. of this segment, uh, and, and it speaks directly to this. But it, meanwhile, yes, I there, it's amazing the things that you you believe you can do. Mm-hmm. You know what you can do, yep. and and you know if people would just leave you alone and let you do it, you'd accomplish it. Yep. Uh, the problem is you have naysayers and negativity that comes at you, and it debilitates you. It brings you to a place where you start to doubt yourself. Yep. And so this has to be a, a vote of confidence. And, and re- whether you're a quarterback of, of one of the most looked-at football teams in the NFL, because let's face it, yeah. cowboy people, lovers and haters all over this country. For sure. uh, you love to love them or you love to hate them. And so the NFL every, loved it when yeah. they were good because the ratings were at an all-time high all-time anytime high. they were on. Let me tell you, the Cowboys can win two games in a season and still break sales records at the stadium because that, that's just the way it is. Yep. Um, but regardless of what world you're in, doubt is going to creep in at some point in time. Yep. There's going to be a question of your ability. There's going to be a question of can you accomplish what you've set out to do? Are you meeting your goals? Are you meeting? There's going to be these things, and, and doubt creeps in. It really makes it hard when others start to doubt you because we gravitate towards the negative. We, we hold yep. on to the negative. But what a vote of confidence when your team says, hey, uh, we know what he can do, yep. and we're behind him, and we're going to watch him do it. We're going to support him in, in that opportunity because, let's face it, Kellen Moore, just like the folks listening to this, is one of the best at what he does, yep. regardless of what's happened in the past. He is one of the best, or he wouldn't be there. Same with you. If you are in the position you're in, you're there because somebody has believed in you. Mm-hmm. Somebody has said, you can do this job, you can play this role. Uh, even if you're a, a husband and a father, you know what? you got a woman that said, yeah, I believe you can play this role. Yep. And you can. And so it, it makes a huge difference in your ability to perform. And I think it's super important to not only believe in yourself, but make it an effort to believe in others. You know, like right. like make an effort to, you know, tell, you know, like I, those teammates that Cole Busy saying he's exceptional, yeah. you know, took the time out of the day to let him know that he believes in him. And people go, well, he's the backup. What's he going to do? Well, let me tell you something. If Dak goes down and needs a game to close out, yeah. you better make sure that guy has some belief in him because you still want to win that game. That's right. Maybe making the effort, you know, if probably the best compliment, one of the best compliments I've ever gotten was from a guy that I mentored a lot, and he told me, he said, Heath, you know, you just made me believe I could do it. Right. That, to me, if I can make somebody believe in their inner talent that they have, they don't believe it yet. Les Brown is one of my favorite sure. all-time speakers, and he has a deal where he says, sometimes you have to believe in somebody else's belief in yourself before your own belief kicks in. That's good. And so I would take that from two perspectives. Number one, if you're somebody um, that has that and you're not giving people belief, go give somebody belief today. You right. know, go give, make somebody believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the return, if you're sitting around a lot of people that nobody's giving you belief, you need to find new friends. You need to get away. You from need them. to find Toxic. new people. Yeah. If somebody's not willing to believe in you, then you need to remove yourself in 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 a relationship. You know, I am the luckiest man in the world to be married to the woman I'm married. Mm-hmm. That woman makes me think I can do more than what I think I can do. Right. She believes in me as a father. She believes in me and a husband. If if I wanted to go off on a crazy venture, bet everything I've got, everything we've got, to where we could potentially be in 
a shack on the side of the road begging for food <laughs> or not, she would be behind me. You know why? Because yeah. she believes in me. Me as a as a husband does a lot for me. Yeah. That belief is strong. And I hope that she feels the same about me that I believe she can accomplish and push the barriers she wants. So I think in your personal lives, make sure you're believing in your spouses. Don't halt them from their endeavors. Believe in them. Be willing to take the ride when they fail and they ride it high. Um, and in, in business life, believe more that what you have, if you get up every day and say it, you're going to start believing it. Right. I'll go one other application on this thing, too, because it, I would say that everybody that's listening to this right now, the majority of you either did not know Kellen Moore was the backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, or you've never heard of Kellen Moore at all. Mm-hmm. You don't have a clue who that man is. So the beauty is he kept his head down, kept working hard, demonstrated his talent to who he needed to prove it to, not to the world at large. He yep. didn't have to prove it to you. Nope. You've never heard of him. He proved it to the folks, the folks that matter, and yep. now the team believes in him. So that's a key for you as well. Don't expect the world to come patting you on the Absolutely. back. They're not going to do it. Expect the folks that matter. I love the phrase, the, the old saying, those that matter don't mind and those that mind don't matter. Yep. Make sure that you are performing for the ones that matter, and, and those are the ones you need. Um and, and that's exactly what he's done, and that's going to pay off. Because you know what? Hey, nobody heard of Kurt Warner either. And then all of a sudden, in, in a, in a last-minute yep. situation, he comes in leads him to the Super Bowl. Now the guy's a Hall of Famer. He was sacking groceries yep. before he was a backup quarterback. And now look at what happens. You never know what's going to happen. And you want me to tell you a really piece of hard truth for all of you listening to this <laughs> that, that you may need to swallow? Is if you're surrounded by a whole bunch of – if you say, I've got all – you know what? You nailed it, Heath. All these people around me, they're all negative. They don't believe in me. Let me give you something. You're negative, <laughs> and you don't believe in others either. That's a hard pill to swallow. Right. Because if you become somebody who gives belief to others, you will attract people that will give belief in return. Yeah. So take this first pill that's really hard to swallow. If you are surrounded by nothing but them, you are one. Yeah. Well, you know what? On November uh, – sorry. on Yeah, November the – Third is it November the fourth? November the fourth. I have a show in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, the Heath and I are hanging over. We're gonna we're gonna go to Monday Night Football in Green Bay. We're gonna watch the Packers and the Lions play, and I will be decked out in Green Bay green. That's I really will. And let me tell you the the controversial thing I was gonna say. The the true backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is not Kellen Moore. He works for CBS. And as soon as Dak Prescott goes down, there will be a Jerry Ooh. helicopter Ooh. flying Tony Romo <laughs> Interesting. to the next stadium. That Ooh. is cool. And I promise you, they have him on a workout regimen, and he will be ready to suit up and play. <laughs> I think the man could. still has a locker in the clubhouse down there, in the mm. locker room. Mm. He's still got a locker down there. So mark Dad. my words, if Dak goes down, Kellen might finish the game. But he ain't finishing the season. All right, we got to get out of here. Interesting. We got to get out of here, and we'll be right back for the third segment of Second Shot. I'm just blowing minds today. Love Bottom it. Bottom line. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Chad and Heath still to come.
Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCN. Well, the way it works out, and the reason you and I haven't seen each other in the last, what, four weeks? Probably. Feels like forever. Yep. Uh, is because I've been on the road nonstop. You've been busy, but you've been more importantly busy with becoming a new dad. I have been. And so you and Jenny did fantastic. And I, when I see the baby, when I see pictures of Brighton, she's got you all over her. I mean, she looks like you. I mean, I can see Jenny there, too. But, man, she looks like you. What it, do you think? Well, I don't know. It looks like a baby to me. It's hard when you're <laughs> the parent. It yeah. really is hard. Others yeah. always see it better than you see it yourself. Yeah, there, there is a handful of people that have said, look, they see Jenny, and a yeah. handful that said they see me. I see. I definitely see you. It's around the eyes and just – but I do see Jenny, like around, yep. you know, lower in the face. And it's so weird because I never could see it in my own children. Yeah, you know? I can't. I and see I, a baby. I still – I have people who say, oh, my God, it looks like you spit them out of your mouth. And I'm like, I still don't see it, <laughs> you know, and they're 10, 13 years old now and uh, 17, I'm going to tell you, 19. there is no preparing anybody. Nope. For fatherhood. There is no preparing anybody for what happens when you have a child. Yeah. Like, people can say all they want what they want, but there's literally no way to prepare anybody for what happens. Mm. There's not, and I think I said that in one of our sessions on an earlier podcast, and that is you just have no idea how much your world changes when that happens. You have to experience it. And I know for most of you folks out there that are parents, we're preaching to the choir. You know it. But but remember that moment whenever you, you saw this baby and you were like, oh, my gosh, I want to make 100 of these. Yep. It, because you, they're just it changes your world. You know, a couple things I really learned through the process. No, I You know, I knew my wife was um, one of the toughest people I knew. Yeah. I mean, I married her knowing she's hard-headed like I am. And very disciplined that when she makes her mind up on something, she does it. That was one of the things that attracted me besides her being super sexy hot. But (laughs) the other aspects were great, too. But my wife had 100% natural, no medication labor. Oh, wow. Pregnancy. Mm -hmm. She had that baby 100% natural, not a single med, labored for 15 hours, and never once even (laughs) asked. Never even once, like, went, just give me the meds. And we had to kind of talk her out. No, nothing. Yeah. She did it. She's hard Exactly what it was. I told her, I said, hon, I've always knew you were tough, but I'm going to tell you right now, you would be the worst person in the world to fight. You just must not no. feel pain and you don't give up. Because <laughs> you talk to other women that, that they're just in shock because they, you know what I mean? When she left the maternity ward, she said, I'll be back. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm i the one that would have been, hey, yeah. you go ahead and schedule me up yeah. before I even have to feel a contraction. Exactly. Shoot me up with the drugs. Put it in me. I don't want, I mean, I'd have been the pansy in a heartbeat. And she carried Brighton for an extra, what, week and a half? Almost two weeks. Almost two weeks wow. after the due date. So, yeah. Uh, she is tough, but she's she's funny. I love how focused and disciplined she is because I see her on Instagram. She eats the nastiest looking stuff that yes. I know is so healthy. And I sit there when I see that. I'm like, is Heath eating this crap? Nope. 
I didn't think you <laughs> were because I know how I know your appetites are similar to mine, and yep. I'm like, she's eating, you know, flax and whey and bran and and artichokes and yep. and zucchini squash, all it blended in a shake, great and, stuff, and, and poured over granola. And I'm like, what are you doing? Again, if Brighton would have great had to stuff. come out of me, Brighton would have came out with cheeseburgers <laughs> and sugar and monsters in her hand, like it, like she would not. Yeah. Brighton would not near have had the amount of um, <laughs> successful start to life if she came out of me versus her mom what's it i mean i don't even want you to get into the conversation because i don't i don't think you i don't think we need to but i mean I, some of the stuff she's doing like taking the placenta pills oh and yeah stuff like that i mean she is hardcore she's hardcore she wants to make sure that everything <laughs> that can possibly be done to be the healthiest for this baby yeah. she's doing it, no matter how yeah. much she dislikes it or not i mean that's just you know that that's that phenomenal yeah. mother nature that picks up exactly. that's that I want to do what's best for my child automatic. It's amazing. Exactly. It's I, amazing. You know, we had kids, and I expected mine to have a job by six months. Oh, yeah. Bright- I want them to be making income. <laughs> Brighton's got to start pulling her own weight pretty yeah. soon. Start at least paying the power bill. Something. I mean, yeah. it's, dude, it's, it's fun. I mean, I, I love kids. I really do. My, what, what have you been up to? Traveling nonstop. I've been gone. Uh, and that's Is it not just me, or, or has it really picked up with oh, the amount yeah. of shows you're doing yeah a ton and so i of course we're doing the friends and safe spaces myself yeah. and steve mcgrew we're doing that we're going to continue doing that this year uh i'm i'm starting a one we're launching a basically a one-man show mm-hmm. which is just me makes sense uh, with, selfish with, with, i know self-centered a, i'll have an <laughs> oh, opener just all me you know around the country uh, we've got a couple of people who who may open i for should me. open singing for you bring it now, that's what i should bring do. it on and so we we've uh it's called that's going to be the star spangled banter tour oh that's cool oh, that's great. uh so it's a little bit of, it's me my commentary social commentary a little more of a will rogers humorist with some comedy stuff but it, that is blowing up i mean more and more places all across the country and it's amazing because beyond san antonio texas there are no sh- well oklahoma city uh Hera, oklahoma we've got two shows there coming up in july 6th and 7th there are no other shows in the south hmm. boise spokane uh that's awesome rapid uh, not rapid city sioux city um Green Bay, Wisconsin, all these places. That's uh, awesome. Everett, Washington. So apparently, the folks up north they they hear what I'm saying and it resonates with them. I don't know. I it's, I'm a little scared. <laughs> Billings, Montana. So I mean, these kind of places. And so the rest of the year, I'm going to be all over some very cold regions as we get into the fall and the <laughs> end of the year. We got to get our private jet rolling. We got to get a jet. You, hey, I don't you, even know where to start. Yeah, you you know work what, the jet thing out. Hey, yeah. you know what's funny too? I so. I turned 30 on May 21st. Mm-hmm. We had Brighton on May 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, and my one-year wedding anniversary was right just there, a, yeah. a week ago. Um, what's interesting is that turning 30 and all. All of that happened, but you know how I know that I'm really starting to get old? Hmm. When I fired my yard people and bought my own lawnmower <laughs> and I'm doing my own yard. Are you really? I am. I start. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's how you know because you ever grow up and know that your dad that always mowed like my dad mowed the yard. He really loved it, and he lo- like yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, why would yo? Why do you love this? You know, you're crazy. I hated mowing the yard as a kid. As a kid, I would purposely run over the root to try yeah. to bend the lawnmower blade so I didn't have to finish. I hated it so bad. I went and bought my own dad gum <laughs> lawnmower, and I make mow my own lawn. And and I realized it the other day. I was mowing the lawn. And I went, holy crap. I'm old. I dad. went and bought my own lawnmower yeah. to mow my own lawn because... Is it a push mower? Yeah. Yeah. It no is. propeller, nothing. Wow. Because there's something peaceful about it now. Yeah. And I'm like, I must be getting old because something about just out there 
I mean, it's not a massive yard. It doesn't take like if it was a, big a really big big yard. Enough, that, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I mean, if it really took me an extreme amount of time, I probably wouldn't yeah. be doing it. And and I, I'm not gonna say I'll probably be doing it forever, but yeah. At this moment, I'm strapped to the house a lot, trying to be there with the, our newborn and all that. So sure. I kind of got, you know, with all that, and we we don't we we're not going out to all the events we used to all the time right, right now. So that may change, but at this moment, well, Chad Prather, I am mowing my own. Yard miracles happen. Mm. Miracles happen. I'll tell you. I I knew a while back that I was getting older, uh, and one thing happened you to me are this old. week. I am getting there, buddy. <laughs> I, I'm I'm dreading the 45 this year, and I know people laugh at this, but uh, something occurred to me this week. I had a buddy of mine who's in town. He's playing a series of shows in the DFW area, music shows. Yeah. And I said, dude, I'd love to come out and see you. What what time are you? You know, you're getting started each night. And he goes nine, and I was like, ooh, I, uh, <laughs> I want to be in bed. No, bro, I'm kind of got a lot on my plate these days and and i it really has been funny because i i'm home this week i don't have anything until next friday that i have to go out of town for which yeah. is of course nice we've got, so we've got another week a week for i don't go leave town for another week that's nice for me that's very unusual yeah and i'm i am really enjoying it because i'm starting to feel that so well guys thank y'all for listening yep it's good to be back in the studio i hope that y'all liked it all look Share it. Please share this. If you listen to this episode right now, go click on your deal and share this on your social media. Tell your friends. Leave us a rating review. Send us some questions at secondshotcast at gmail.com. We'd love to answer some questions. We just need some of them. Uh, and look me up at Ignorance on Fire at uh, on any kind of social media. Google Heath Oaks. You'll find it where you can find me. What about you, Chad? Uh, watchchad.com is always the place. we got a lot of tour dates coming up. And uh, be sure to check out uh, the folks that we sponsor. Get Heath's book. Check out Energy Ogre. We love those guys. And uh, in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Make sure that you always read between the lines because the story is hiding right there waiting on you to change your life. Heath, it's good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. All right, man. We'll see you guys next time on Second Shot. Destination for premium talk radio.